that I had played Sims. I think it was called Sims. I know there's Sim City, which is like you build, you build, uh, uh, you, well, you build cities. And then there's Sims, where you kind of take these people through their daily lives. You got them cleaning the toilets, going to the, uh, going to the work, going to their jobs, uh, hosting parties, uh, taking showers, uh, eating, buying food. So there's, there's a lot of plates to spin. And I think something like that could definitely be used as a good tool to teach kids how to be, uh, it's a really good learning tool, uh, to teach kids how to, what to do when they grow up, what things you got to think about, and how much time in the day you got. So, you know, if your person doesn't have much of a social life, you see that their um, morale kind of starts to go down. And uh, as you work and as you make money, then it shows you, you know, you buy food and all that kind of stuff. You buy accoutrements throughout your house that, you know, shows, okay, well, it costs X amount of dollars, costs this, costs that. So it's really interesting interesting thing now when i was playing it what was it what was crazy was i was spending more time playing sims and getting hi little puppy i was playing sims trying to get these people's life lives in order and i was looking around and i i wasn't cleaning my own house i wasn't taking care of my own business. So that's the interesting aspect of that. Uh, there was this, I wish I could actually reference the exact interview that I saw. There was a sort of a panel discussion that had, uh, what's his name? Degrassi, Tyson, and a few other intellectuals were having a conversation and one of the guys there said that they discovered everything that our theories are based on, everything that our mathematics that we use to describe science, uh, um, planetary systems, you know, all, all this stuff, all the stuff that they agree on, where they go, oh, this planet's billions of light years away, all that jazz. Uh, basically, they discovered that the root of all of it, you go deep and deep and deep, and at the root of it all, all of that stuff is composed of zeros and ones, which means we are composed of zeros and ones, which, which is really quite an interesting thing when you think about that, because what else do you think of when you think of zeros and ones? You think of, you know, computers and whatnot. Computer, hey, computers, you know, you got zeros and ones. So... If, com if computers are programmed together with zeros and ones to make the language that they're making, and we are composed of zeros and ones, what that means is that we're all in a big program. And then the, you know, the ultimate sort of takeaway that they were thinking about was, that they were talking about was the fact that, you know what, it's possible that we are in a simulator. So, of course... Um, limited human brains are trying to think, well, there's no way that they could hold all that data. What kind of computer is going to hold all that data? Well, 
extraterrestrial computer, folks. An extraterrestrial computer. Just as all of those little people in the Sims video game. And it's funny because I had frequently thought about this before I even saw that panel discussion with the intellects. I had thought about this. Okay. So imagine video games. Um, all these little people are programmed to feel particular things. They're programmed to act a certain way. They, you know, they're, they're, they're programmed to say little things. They're programmed to do stuff. And what's interesting is they, who's to say that they don't feel pain when, let's say one of those, those games where, you know, you shoot, shoot them up, shoot them up, bang, bang. Uh, who's to say that, um, okay. Uh, who's to say that they don't feel that stuff? Who's to say that they don't encounter pain uh, in those situations? So, so if you take that analogy, they are to us, you know, within this program, what we are to something else that's putting us together. So they think that they're real. All these little people, they're walking around, they think they're real. They think that this is their life, this is what's going on. They probably think that they're material or whatever their definition is of that. Physical. Whatever their definition is of that. And then, that same thing for us. So it's really quite an interesting thing when you think about it, when you really uh, play around with that idea it's really quite intriguing. So, I do believe we're in a simulator, and we can program ourselves. We can program what's going on. I've, I've, I've made programs basically to have babies stop crying while I was on the subway. I used a technique called EFT, emotional freedom technique. If you look that up on YouTube, you'll see all kinds of stuff. EFT, F for Frank, T for Triceratops. So, I use that to um, sort of dial in a program of sorts to, to get babies to stop crying on subways. It was all mental. So if that's the case, what else is possible, you know? I mean, I recently went to the doctor because I was coughing up a storm. And uh, why couldn't I simply program the virus out of me, so to speak. You know, it's one thing that you'd think for sure, for sure, you'd be able to use those powers. I mean, when you think about the monks who are up there in the Appalachian, or the, uh, yeah, is it the Appalachian Mountains? And uh, they're up there, and they're just, you know, they're in sort of like a cloth thing, and it's snowing up there, and they, and they, uh, sit down in the snow, they meditate, and next thing you know, there's this whole circle around them of just dryness. They've been able to just concentrate, meditate so much that all of a sudden, everything around them is dry. That's crazy. I mean, it's like those videos you see where these people are able to hammer nails into their arms and stuff, and they don't bleed. And so...
I think we're in a simulator of sorts. And I'm very curious to see what I can do more. I need to start meditating. Um, what I can do more to to help that along. Hold my finger. No way. <laughs> Come on, Beavis. Pull it. Okay. <laughs> that was cool. So you know how everything's going virtual these days? Yeah. You know? And, and you know, you were talking about how surreal it was, how futuristic it was going through the testing area. Yes. So I was flipping through the channels yesterday, and the Worldwide Federation of Wrestling was on, and they had the nice. women, but it was the women wrestling. And they, uh, now in the crowd, they have televisions of people. So oh, each each person now, each seat, is a screen of a person on a Skype going yeah, like this. And it looked like 
a futuristic movie from the 70s where, you know, everything's virtual. People are in front of cameras. So literally now it's just a stadium of of screens. How, what do you think about that? Is this yeah, a, is this pipe in like sound dystopian. too? It is dystopian, right? Some of them actually pipe in the sound, so it's like their yeah. live reaction to the what they're watching. Yeah, but does it sound dystopian to you? Oh yeah. Where nobody's really witnessing anything live; it's all a projection of hol- virtual. Yeah. It's a virtual hologram. It's crazy. I'm like, what is going on? That's uh, the future we're heading towards is one of representation. Yeah, can you say more about that? Yeah, that that um, the second you have uh, imagery, writing, um, visual communication, even back to like paintings in caves, yeah. you have representation, right? And then this representation bears some semblance, allegedly, to reality. Yeah. But then as we widen the gap, and we even now, if you're watching those people on your TV and they're yeah. watching on their screen but you're watching a screen of them watching on their screens and it's on another screen so you're watching them watching on their screens you're watching a screen projecting them watching on their screens from your screen you're already at so many removes from reality that you're watching representations of representations it's basically Plato's allegory of the cave yeah. but upped some where it's like the people watching the shadows mm-hmm. are then uh, being watched by folks are watching a representation of the people watching the shadows so you're even further removed from reality it's like the concept of simulacra Jean, Jean Baudrillard yeah. Yeah. simulacra and simulation exactly where you're no longer corresponding to a representation of anything real it is all a simulation. Yeah, a representation yeah. of representation. Exactly. Wild, huh? Wild. Yeah, and I'm like, how long did it take them to get this all hooked up? It was just instantaneous. And it's weird because if you look at it an angle, some of the camera shots, they yeah. actually show, you can actually see the screens. How they're piling them in a row, like instead of seats, they're putting, you know, a plasma screen here, a plasma screen here, and at certain angles you could see how they're all tiled. It's not just one screen. Wow. It's multiple screens, and each one has to be fed in with some kind of video signal from a person who's watching the event. So we've got virtual events now and everybody's in their virtual world from some re- made of virtual insanity that's what Jamiroquai oh. said oh yeah we're heading into a strange strange world up oh, private drive and they're putting the pictures of people in the seats like they're there. It's kind of like...
They should put blow up dolls, right? Don't you think? In the stadium, right? Or cutouts? Maybe that's better. Man, behind the machine, I'm taking you with me as I go off and pay my rent. I only have about six minutes here till the hour is up, and I try to get this under an hour. So I'll put it this way: I am not. Uh, a sports guy. However, I was at my buddy Ryan McGonagall's house one time, and he happened to have he happened to have he was showing me how baseball is these days, and he was talking about how they they. Uh, Mix in the sounds of an audience, and then they put, like, cardboard cutouts or something in the audience. That would be funny if they were blow-up dolls. I'm thinking, I mean, this would be a perfect opportunity for them, um, if there are companies that wanted to get, you know, get, get, uh, pay advertising, pay for advertising, that would be good for them to get one of their people uh, different companies to probably put their mascots in there. I'm just thinking, you know, of course, from a, a corporate perspective here. Um, I just found a couple of pennies on the ground. Uh, so I think it would be awesome if they consulted the makers of Mad Magazine. Imagine, imagine some of these people who, because like Mad Magazine is just famous for that. They'll do a parody of a TV show or a movie or something, and they'll, you know, they'll they'll supplement the the extras. I'll just call it. They supplement the extras with various um, famous people in there. Might catch ET hanging around. So that would be a really, you know, that'd be kind of interesting. Let's see if there are movies that are coming out. They want to advertise their movies. They could put their characters right there into the audience. And people are like, no way, that's John Wick, or holy cow, I see Mickey Mouse, or what have you. So I think uh, that would be a lot of fun. Or heck, even people who are fans of the... Uh, fans of uh, these particular sports amount of money and then they are able to get their um to get themselves on the screen maybe they can put themselves right into the game there they are sitting behind the the, the pitcher's mound or what have you maybe jack nicholson will start doing that at the at these nba games They'll put a cardboard cutout of them out there. Maybe they're doing that already. I don't know. It's it's quite it's quite interesting. You know, if they put a bunch of uh, let's say green screens back there, they could. I mean, they could CGI in anything in real time. So that, that might be something interesting to see.
ones who believe that life here began out there, far across the universe, with tribes of humans who may have been the forefathers of the Egyptians, or the Toltecs, or the Mayans. Some believe that there may yet be brothers of man who even now fight to survive somewhere beyond the heavens.
voicemails to man behind the machine from around the world. Rome, Italy. Oh, okay, mate. So, the, the, the that program, uh, when I was part your name, it, it wasn't uh, a, a listed, okay? Was a, it, it was a game. It was a game about a, of a slot machine. Uh, the video is published also on the um, on the Commodore page, okay? So it wasn't a list, but it was only uh, a program of a game, okay? Okay, mate. Video are in uploading now. Keep that very carefully, okay? See ya. Love you. I can tell you for certain. At the Mercury Theatre, during our lunch breaks in between putting our musicals and plays, we listen to Man Behind the Machine podcast. Full of cosmic information. Information you never knew existed. Artificial intelligence. Digital pixelization. Intriguing, insightful musical representations. The audioscape you hear on Man Behind the Machine podcast is certain to make your mind baffled. And that's coming from me, Orson Welles. Here it is, the Houston versus LA game, and they've got the screens and the audience. They got no one sitting in the seats, so they got the flickering screens. Oh, and now they got like cheerleaders going up and down where they're cutting through the screens. What do you think about this? With the simulation, you know, Vikings or Saints, no one's in the stadium, and it sounds like there's 10,000 people screaming. So where, where's the simulation here? Unbelievable. So this is the part where the wrestlers throw each other down outside the ring and there's a bunch of people on screens. So no one's in the crowd, it's just people on screens. It's very surreal and dystopian. Um, what do you think about how COVID-19 is gonna change music? The future of music, performance, composition. Are we in a new era in terms of, you know, that symphony that was playing in front of plants in, in Italy at the La Scala? They put plants in the, you know, uh, in the audience, um, and you know, people can't play with each other anymore. What do you think is going to happen with music? I think COVID-19 is going to, I think COVID-19 is going to be reflected in musical composition. Everything from the deaths of legends in the music world who are older and more susceptible to the creation of music to allay the anxiety and grief and depression and isolation caused by virus and distancing I think that the live 
call and response between the crowd and musicians will change in a world where we can't have a densely packed group of people and that collaboration will be more virtual and therefore there'll be a stronger sense of technology and perhaps um, like the police's ghost in the machine a little less of a human element and more technology okay. mechanization being reflected in musical composition yeah. in COVID-19 um, those are some of the ways it's going to uh, affect music it will also make for facilitate more global and far-flung musical collaborations too though since we don't have to be physically present or that's not even possible for some musicians so that's kind of exciting Yeah, I just find it interesting that, you know, musicians aren't able to practice or play with each other anymore when they have to do it online. And and you've got these kind of different distanced relationships that people have now with music instead of personal contact. You know, because I've been talking with some friends about collaborating, and w nobody's really sure what platform to use. Right. You know. It's hard to know. How, how do you get people together and record? Yeah. It's a good it point. looks easy when it's on TV. No, oh, yeah, it's hard. You know. You can't actually do. We tried to rehearse via Zoom. There's too much of a time delay. Yeah. So however they're doing those Zoom performances, they must have someone mixing them to right. all the time. Uh -huh. It's way too to delay. Way too. So that's deceiving, right? Totally. You can't rehearse music via Zoom. No. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Sadly. Um, so I'm not sure how. So.
show him up. Thanks, Doc. Win a few, lose a few. Thank <laughs> you. 